Welcome back to the Cooking Barker Podcast with our host, Adam and Tiny. They'll be talking about bars, restaurants, hospitality industry. What you didn't know, what you might want to know. And now on with today's subject. Mr. Tiny. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Adam? Good, how are you? I'm doing grand. It's been a couple of weeks. It has. It's been fun. Season's slowing down now. We might be able to get back into this like weekly soon. I think so. Cool. So thank you. Our brains for... can think a little bit besides just thinking about work, yeah, work, yeah. work, work. Yes, it's been a busy season. So uh, audience, we will be back probably more in full force. Thank you for your patience. Sorry about everything. Our delays, but uh, we're, we're doing what we're doing and we, we appreciate all of you. Yeah. So uh, let's do a cheers. Cheers. We usually forget. Bong. Cheers to the what are you What are you drinking? Jim Beam and Sprite. Jim Beam again. Whoa, we are throwing a curveball. I threw it out there with the Sprite. I don't know. I'm doing Dripping Springs Vodka. Nice. Just with water today. You know, that sounds really delicious. I figure you got to rehydrate while you dehydrate. Yep. That's a great, great thing. Dehydrate, rehydrate. Bartender mixologist tip 101. (laughs) Yep. You You put your booze and your water together, and you're doing two great things at once. You're getting drunk, and you're hydrating. Right? It's science. I'm trying different waters, sugar-free waters, so I can drink Jim Beam with not so much sugar. Just Jim Beam and water? I don't like, I get heartburn from Jim Beam and just water. So Jim Beam and like, like fruit water maybe, like a cherry like, water. Like flavored water? Flavored water. That what? doesn't give you heartburn? Though? Yeah. Weird. No. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. I think it's a Jim Beam. I'm just trying different things so I don't have to drink you so much what? sugar in my life. That's true. I'm a sugar addict, so, I mean, it fucks me up, so. I don't, I still like Jim Beam and Coke, though. It's my favorite. What can I say? Oh, yeah. Damn, I'm glad you're drinking the 7-Up today. It's yeah. Nice. No caffeine, though. Don't caffeine. It's going to be a very slow podcast. There's no caffeine. <laughs> My humor's going to be a little slow tonight. Yeah, well, the bad mom jokes will be very slow. Very slow. But anyways. How slow is your mom? <laughs> <laughs> There's no answer to that one. <laughs> that's a, that's a, <laughs> that might be edited. <laughs> but it, it could be funny. But anyways, so what's new in the world? Topic-wise. Oh, man, I have this crazy story. All right, let's hear it. So we're busy as shit at work. You know where I work. Yep. I got a two foot by two and a half foot grill. We got, we're pumping out 10, 20, 30, 40 burgers an hour. It's amazing that little tiny grill, how much food they pump out on it. It is. It blows my mind. What we do at my establishment actually blows my effing mind. Not only on the grill, but like how we are, like we're everything. We're the cook, we're the bartender, we're the bar back, we're the server, we're the fucking reservation person, we're this. And it's just like, go, go, go. And it's insane. Yep. But long short, so we were smashed on the grill. Tickets backed up galore. And this couple sits down to eat. And she says, I need you to clean that grill thoroughly. Clean it? For what? I was like, right. For what? And she's like, no, I need you to stop your production. And it's all like behind the bar. It's not like it's even a kitchen where like we have a separate place I can cook some fancy stuff or whatever. Or like do something for a specific. And she's like, she's like, I have one molecule of mushrooms. I'll die. And I was like, lady, like. We cooked like 400 pounds of mushrooms in the last four days on this thing. Like, it's a <laughs> cast iron grill. It's got mushroom seasoning yep. in it. You know what I mean? Like, it was weird. And, and so we had to stop our production. The cook, the bartender that was cooking that day cleaned, stopped. We did it. We cooked our damn sandwich. And everyone wow. else had to wait an extra 20, 30 minutes for a thing. And it got me thinking about, like, how the industry's changed. It has. In the last five, ten years with, like, allergies and weird things. Like, that was most recent one. But literally, like, I didn't know what to do. It was the first time in my establishment, the way we cook, where I was like, what do we do? 
but we literally shut down production. That's crazy. To make this one burger for a lady. A frozen burger patty. Yeah. Because, she, because it had to be, there couldn't be a mushroom on there in the last 24 hours or else she would die, she said. And it got me thinking, like, do you see that more and off, like, in the in the recent years where it's more like the allergies and the things and, like, the weird things that people request? I see, yes. Like, I have a guy that comes in here once in a while and we always forget because he's only in here, like, twice a year. And then after he, he sends his egg back because he has to have, he's allergic to eggs. And I have I had this more than once, but usually, like, if it's a omelet or something in egg, like a pancake, as long as the eggs are in, like, pancake, they're fine. But they can't eat raw or fried eggs. This guy says he's allergic to the eggs, but as long as there's brown on it, he can eat it. I don't understand it. I'm not a doctor, but right. <laughs> I brown, and then I, I send it out, and he sends it back. I'm like, oh, that's right. And I'm like, ah, oh, why can I not remember this? And then I, I burn it. Then he's happy. But I don't understand. I mean, the science behind everything nowadays is getting not out of control. I mean, it's probably making the world better, but in my life as a cook... It's making your life. It's making my life hard. <laughs> and I'm not complaining. I mean, it's pretty easy as a breakfast person to do it because I don't do, I don't have any gluten-free bread. I've only had a couple of people ask for it, to my knowledge. So I just don't get the bread. I, I find know, it that's... funny. I find it funny, like, and I'm not dissing anybody's diet. You know, we got keto and Atkins and Whole30s. And in the last 10 years, yeah. I feel like the allergy, maybe the science is just coming out for once. But 25 years ago... Nobody had a gluten allergy. Like when you went to a restaurant, it wasn't a, you didn't. There was no gluten. There was garlic or onion or maybe. But that's it. But it's interesting now, it, and maybe more where I work because, like I said, you've seen my setup. Yeah, it's a two foot by two. It's amazing what you do. Uh, but we don't have the capacity to for you to bring your own bun. Like yep. another person came in, they brought a bun in a baggie, and they said you need to clean your grill because there can't be. And we brown our buns on our grill. It's yep. a two and a half foot by two foot grill. So just like the mushroom person. She's like, we need you to thoroughly clean this grill because I know you put your buns on there. I can't have any gluten, so I brought my own bun in the baggie. And, like, to shut down that production over you brought your own bun, like, there's a little bit of part of me, like, I respect it, but why are you going, you know what, you know what we cook on. Yep. You know that there's 20 years of cast iron awesomeness in there. And you know that our setup, and you see the whole place is You've been here before. You've been here before. Yep. And you bring your bun every time. And there's people waiting for food, but, like, why would you just go out, just go home and... Or just get a burger without a bun with, uh, to go and like the bun on the, on the ta- at the table, I yep. guess. You know? Yeah. But to make a shutdown and we do it, and I'm starting to rethink the whole thing. Like, how much do we push the boundaries? It's hard. It really is because I had and this guy was a VIP and he had celiac disease, and we totally understood that we would bend over backwards for him, but not in the summertime because we were getting our ass kicked, and he knew that. But in the wintertime, he'd come and he'd call ahead, "Hey, I would like this fries tonight. No problem." Because we are. Fryers had chicken, bread, chicken stuff, and so they had the flour in it. So we get brand new fryer oil, put it in a pan, heat it up, because he would give us like an hour and hour notice. So heat it up so he could have fries. And that's, you know, we'd go, if you wanted a pizza, we had gluten free pizza. I'd make sure everything was fresh, no contaminated top products or anything. So we would do that for him. But most people are like, especially in the, the rush. And this is one thing I don't understand about the gluten free. There's a lot of people that are like, I gotta have gluten free pots, I gotta have gluten free this, I gotta gluten free that. But when I'd walk out of the kitchen, we just got done making them gluten-free pizza with no cheese, which and no sauce. It was kind of weird, but whatever. And then they're sitting there drinking because they had more than one allergy. But then they're sitting there <laughs> drinking a beer out of a a glass, and I'm going, the only beer that we have, and I don't see that the bottle there was gluten-free. It was a German beer that was gluten-free, 
that we had to charge like 10 bucks for because it was the best we could find. She's drinking he or she it was drinking like New Glarus. Well, she's not gluten free. And I'm like going, why did you make a big stink about being gluten free? But now you're drinking a New Glarus beer. Yeah. And, you know, I don't have the nerve to go up and say, are you really gluten free or is this the fad? Right. And that's the catch 22. Like, I respect it because I actually, I do know people who have like break out and have like. Yep. I have a celiac. My friend, my friend, the celiac like, guy. Yeah. We, 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 we bent over back because he couldn't eat every yeah. place. And I respect science and I respect all that, but it is kind of funny. Like, yeah, I want this. I brought my own bun, clean your grill, do your thing. And then they order a beer and then I, then they're snacking on the French fries that their friend orders. Yep. And, and going, like, wow. Uh, no, that's interesting. But I think like, I think in the last eight years, I would say, it's really become a, in the last two years, I've noticed people coming into our establishment and just like, it's becoming more regular. Like, what do you have on tap that's gluten-free? Like, we're in the North Woods. We're on a lake resort. Like, you want Line and Kugels? You want some Oktoberfest? You got some, you want an Amber Yeah. Like, we have good beers and we have really awesome local microbrews up here, but we don't cater to that crowd we're not no. a, we're not a min- minneapolis fancy restaurant no we our menu doesn't offer gluten-free buns because we can't we don't have the space or the time or the thing and we don't really have the people year-round people that do have yeah. it right and that's like down in the cities where i worked we had room and we went through the product i mean you have a gluten-free bun that's in a little baggie so it's all personal like individual wrap well if it's sitting in the bag it's sitting in the freezer if it's in there more than a couple months it's gonna get freezer burn then you gotta, it doesn't taste good and like and then you get people bringing their own food in, their own bun or their right. own, like, it's so funny. I'm allergic to certain bacon, you know, and this person brings in their own bacon. Like, first of all, you we can't, can't cook your own food. No. And it, okay, it's, it's I know well. you, like, we, we, you'll bend the rules a little bit. You make the exception here and there. But I feel like this last summer and the summer before, there's just more people bringing their own food into a restaurant. And I don't understand that. I mean, it's and against I, the law. One, it's, it's illegal. Two, it's unsanitary. Yep. And three, if you if you have to bring your own food to a restaurant for somebody to cook, we're not like your personal chefs. We're in business, serving the public and pumping out as much food as possible to get as much revenue as possible and make the guests as happy as possible. That's the restaurant business. We do not shut down operations. That's when you hire a servant (laughs) at your home. We are not your servant. No, not at all. We are a public establishment. But that's when it gets weird when they start bringing baggies of their own stuff. I don't trust your lettuce, so I'm bringing my own lettuce. Like, I can't take your food from your fridge and put it because who knows where, this, where it's been yeah could right it could have been falling on your car floor you know you might have jacked off and then fucking handed me the lettuce <laughs> i don't know you know it's just but it, did a line of coke <laughs> right off the lettuce off the lettuce I'm never here i am touching that'd, that'd be some good coke <laughs> you get your vitamin c and d and get high but long short is it's it, it does become almost a like fine line what do you do are you with a servant or are you serving the public our rep friend you know brought up that concept Kind of got my brain stimulated, nope. but in, in reality, it, it, it sometimes there's these people that, that like literally, I'm not, we're not at your house. Yep. You want me to wash your windows too? At next, like you can't just bring your all your ingredients and say put it on a commercial grill. Like it doesn't make sense. Doesn't work that way. But they don't get it. Yep. And it drives me nuts as a cook. <laughs> Luckily, because me here has been a breakfast place, I don't get a lot of that stuff. I get yeah. like the I can't have eggs. I just want toast and hash browns and. Uh, um, veggies or whatever because like that's cool i mean the, yeah i, I, mean, I respect it all but you yep. just like i just don't i'm not gonna roll into a restaurant with a 
I don't understand how people can roll in a restaurant with their own food. With their own grocery and say, just make this for me. This is how I want it. This is how I do it at home. Here's all my ingredients. Like you just, the logic behind it, like I don't understand how they don't understand that's not normal. Especially they have you stop what you're doing, especially on a busy day. I've seen seen you take us lined up six feet and you're like going down the road and all of a sudden you have to stop that? Yeah. Uh, nope. You can't do it, dude. I mean, we're no different than like Matt's Bar in Minneapolis. You nope. know, like it's just burger, 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 sandwich, sandwich, sandwich. And all of a sudden they're like, well, I brought this chicken breast and I brought this thing and I brought this thing and I brought this bun and I brought my own mayo because it's organic <laughs> mayo. And you're like, can you just make the, what I would make at home? And I'm like, no. You want to almost say go home. All right. I agree that you're on vacation, but you're in the North Woods. Like, we can't help you. There's a limit to the like saying no. And I've, I'm, I'm starting to feel that we have to put a cap on that because it's getting worse the last two years it is and then all the new diets coming out they're like i'm on this diet i'm on that diet and like they think i know what that diet is <laughs> like i've done my research on it and i'm going uh no i don't what i don't you know that the, diet you got the keto you got the atkins you got the whole 30 you got all those things yep, and that's like cool like long if, beach if it works for you long beach diet macro whatever it is and you got the the uh middle eastern diet yeah i don't know i'm like going I don't know what Not, half of it is. The menu is the menu. Like yeah. this is what we serve. If you want a super special, like that's big city stuff, or in your own kitchen. Yep. Or hire somebody to cook for you. That's. We just, we, <laughs> I we, don't know. We can't. We don't know. Do you have a keto friendly burger? I'm like, well, oh, shit. Then I got to Google keto. Yeah. I'm like, well, that means just a, a burger with bacon. You can't have cheese, you can't have a bun, you can't have this, you can't have that, you don't have no vegetables. It's just here, Maybe here. that's not keto, maybe that's Whole30. I have no idea, I couldn't tell you. Here, yeah. Here's an avocado, it goes with everything. <laughs> it goes with all diets. Avocado it seems is universal. Like it. It's, it a, is. it's a universal one. Maybe so, if you have, someday when you have a universal diet, you'd have the avocado as a flag person. One day when I have my own restaurant, I'm just going to just avocado with seasoning. <laughs> bring your own bun, yep. bring your own toppings. I'm just going to give you an avocado. There you go. It'll be 12 bucks. Right. For two slices of avocado. But you bring everything from your you house. You bring everything, yeah, yeah. 12 bucks. then you could build your We'll your supply you the plates. Yes. And the and service. silver, silvers. And we'll give you your water. Yep. Club soda or water. Yep. Lemon or lime if you want it. Or very expensive gluten-free beer. Very expensive. It'll be $12 gluten-free <laughs> beer. Yep. And we'll have club soda. But we could offer you a lemon or lime. Because <laughs> I think that's good for scurvy. It is. Got to have a little we don't want, we don't want, No one deserves scurvy. No, or rickets or stuff. Rickets. Ooh, that's the one I haven't heard in a while. Wow. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> Pulled it out of the hat. That was a great one. Touche. Rickets. rickets. Oh, man. I'm going to use that one with bartending this week. Nice. I got one weekend left before we close. So. Ooh, I better come out and have some food for you, from you. I should thaw out that last Italian beef. Ooh, yum. I, wait, I threw out the jardinier, though. It's all right. I'll be all right. I'll do I'm it. just going to buy you some. I'm going to buy you a case and just bring it to you. <laughs> When's your birthday? <laughs> Not until next spring. All right. I'll bring it. Oh, early birthday present. There you go. If we bring it back. But yeah, I mean it's hard hard enough to be a little little person. Big, it's easier when you're a big restaurant, but if you're, you're a small it, person, yeah, if you're a big chain and you have a lot of outlets and you do carry gluten, like I get it. Yep. Big restaurants do have gluten free options. You, you look at the menu. Here's your gluten free section. Or yep, it's mom and pop shops like us. It's hard, man. We can't do it. We can't. We don't have the space. We don't have the time. We don't have the money for it. The limited amount, like every for every eight hundred burgers one person wants a gluten-free bun we don't have the room to keep it you no. know so it's tough like i respect all the diets but i definitely feel like in the last two to five years it's just more common where people are bringing their own stuff yep and asking you sh- to shut down production they're like we need this we need that. Just like, <laughs> go for- yeah right go home and just make your food sometime somewhere somebody needs to grow some balls and say no 
And that's where I'm at now. So that's where I'm at where I work. I'm, I'm at the point where, like, when do we stop saying yes? Right. And that's kind of what stemmed this conversation. And then the whole, the whole uh, hospitality saying yes thing, I always thought, I, gave, I always said the Food Network channel always was like, oh, we'll do this for you. No, they'll do that for you. And we're going, nah. we can't afford to do it. Can't afford to do it. Some days. You know, you, like, you literally can't afford it. If you're in the middle of a rush and you've got to shut down production for one person, nope. you cost yourself hundreds of dollars. And, and for like, every dollar on the that you make, it five cents is profit in this industry. And if you guys ever heard my the story, I think it's I put it out there. It's on one of our podcasts about the had to stop the production of what I was doing to look at the guy to make sure he didn't put that cheese in that hot di- that pasta dish. Yeah. For the fifth time, because it's just instinct. It's muscle memory. Cheese. Yep. And you're getting your ass kicked. You got twenty things going on, and all of a sudden you're like, Doo-doo. okay, oh, you're like, shit. Fuck. Yeah. I did it again. I get a lot of like the no bun requests, yep. which that's fine. But in instinct, I look at the ticket and I just see burger, 45 burgers coming in. I yeah. make 45 buns yep. you know, or whatever if I'm going to cook 20 at a time. Just the buns go and I'm like, shit, that one says no bun. But it's just so muscle memory. Where you yep. just get it it's your so brain, you muscle memory. Cheese or you don't want the onions on this onion dish. Mm-hmm. Like You just kind of get in the rhythm. And for those that aren't in the industry, it's a... it's 400 things going in your head at once when you're busy. And it's 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 a challenge. Yeah, and you use all your senses when you're you use your eyes, your touch, your smeller, you listen to it. And like somebody's like, "How do you know your hash bones are done?" I said, "Well, I kind of hear them because they sizzle, and all of a sudden they don't start, they stop sizzling." Or I wanted to flip an egg is when they 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 sizzle or I guess they yep. bubble or something. And I know that's when you got to flip it. And like we do a lot of burgers, and it's funny because it's it took me a couple of years working there, but it's hard to train that part of it too. Where how do you know when that burger's done? Well, first of all, here's your when you flip it with the burgers we use. Yep. You gotta wait for this right pooling, and then you flip it, and then I use the cheese clock. There you go. Yep. Put the cheese on. The cheese will tell you when it's done. Yep. But at the same time, some people want it this or that different way. I feel it with the spatula. I pick the burger up, and I slap it down. The sound of the burger hitting tells me how what level it's cooked at. I never heard that one, but that's cool. It's super cool. Yeah. It's at least where I work. Yep. I've been there for five years now. I know when I pick that burger up, drop, drop it, it, and the way it hits the grill. Know you know where it's at. I know exactly when it's ready. <laughs> I've never heard that one. That's new. Yeah, but so, honestly, so. in my 35 years of cooking through all whatever I've done, the one thing that I always, always, always have had problems is cooking burgers to temperature. I could eat anything else. Temperature's fine. Burgers are tough. Burgers, for some odd reason, my brain or whatever it is, it is it tough. does not really get that. And we don't have a, like, I'm actually fortunate where I work. I've worked at places that used like fresh patties, and yep. they went rare to medium rare to I mean, rare to well done. Where we work, we use frozen patties, but they're delicious. But we don't go rare. No, well frozen. done. Well done's easy. You just leave it on forever. Yeah. Most people that want well done, they're like cook it to like a hockey puck. I'm like perfect. I can't. Oh, I can't that. f this one up. <laughs> <You know? Yep. laughs> leave it on. But yeah, the burgers are are kind of tough. You got to learn the color of the juices. Yep. You got to f- tilt them a little bit, and then you got to you could actually tell by like how they hit the grill. It's a weird thing I learned years ago that I'm applying. That is this a, place. That's awesome. That's kind of cool. Never uh, heard of it. Yeah. See, you can learn new stuff every day. Every day, no matter how long you're in the business. I worked with a guy. He was the Burger King. He could put burgers, raw burgers, on. He want he wanted a medium rare, this that other burger. You could have thirty of them on the grill and a. Prrr, Oh, they go and they're all perfect. I'm like, I don't know how you do yeah. that. When I worked out in Montana at Two Sisters, they, they they did a ton of burgers. They also did some high-end dinners, you know, but they were known for the burgers. But they were, I think, third pound. Maybe, no, maybe they meant a half pound, but they were cooked on a flame grill. Mm-hmm. I never would. I couldn't get it. 
That was when I was new in the business too. Yep. Uh, but I couldn't get the rare to medium rare. Like everything when when I was on the line, everything was kind of medium well because <laughs> I was afraid to serve it undercooked. You know? Yep. And I was new in the business, but now I think I got it. Burgers. Know, there's always... the juice color too. Yeah. You could look at the juice color. I've gotten learned a little bit about when the juicers coming out of the burger. I'm like, okay, that's so that's probably around medium. <laughs> so when the red, I guess what I. When you see the red, head, like... when you see the red coming out, that's rare. Mm-hmm. Okay? When the red starts turning red, reddish, reddish clear, yep, or reddish gray, that's medium ish. The more gray it turns, then it's getting more well. When it's just like white coming out, I guess we call it white or clear juices. Clear juice. That's well, medium well to well done. And if they really want it well done, you just let those like, clear juices run out there getting a hockey puck. But Slap really, it, it is it, when the red turns to gray or white, you're medium. Pull it off. Yeah. So I'm like I said I, but it's tough because every burger patty is different, and then whether yep. you're using frozen or you're doing half pound, you're doing third pound, you're doing quarter pounds, it doesn't matter. It's all different, and it all it also depends on the beef cut. Yep. You know if you're doing higher end burgers, chuck yeah, higher end steak, more the yeah. fattier it is, the quicker yeah, you're doing eighty twenty, you're doing eighty five. 15, 90, 10, and the size. But, yeah. but you know, 90, 10, I hope. Nobody should do a burger with 90, 10. Because you need lower fat. Yeah. It needs to click with the fat. And the fat drips out of you. Right, but it's the flavor. Any restaurant do a 90, 10, yeah. I'll try it. I'll give it a go. I will do that medium rare. Yes. With a slide of butter, please. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, man, that's all I had in my mind today. You got bigger dreams, though, man. Uh, I'm by, I put the horse way in front of the darn carriage this time. Just so all of our audience knows, we can't tell you anything, but we can tell you some things. We can give you, we can keep you in speculation and suspense down the road in the next six months to six two months. years. Six months. There might be some awesome things happening at the world headquarters. Need things world headquarters. Yep. So we might need all your help, actually. Everybody's help. Yeah. Somehow. We, yeah. We actually need a lot of help. Mental, <laughs> physical, yep. informational, whatever. Yeah, we need a a helping hand. Because if not, we'll go. Big, big fat joke. Yeah, but big things and big dreams are in our minds. Yeah, we want to take this podcast to the next level. So keep tuning in. Keep spread giving us, us like peanut butter. Make yeah. it stick. Give us concept ideas. We're gonna make this thing grow into something bigger than just a podcast. Your listening hey, support is what we need. We actually got somebody on the Facebook that gave us a, a, a positive. Yeah. First time ever. I'm like, whoa, that's cool. That was cool. Yeah, give us a thumbs up yeah. on Facebook. Give us a thumbs up on Spotify. Give us a thumbs up on whatever you listen to it on. Yeah, on Spotify, and, uh, there's a new thing with the with questions and answering. Oh, yeah, yeah, answering. yeah, yeah. So I'm giving that a little shout out. So if you listen to App Order, it's only on Spotify. So if you're on Spotify, Spotify, give it a scroll down a little bit and they'll have a little question answer kind of thing so i'm just trying it out so you yeah for can... sure and feel free to respond but yeah. like long short we couldn't we wouldn't do this if we didn't have listeners so thank you all we yeah. love the shit out of you for all the countries that listen to us oh we gained three more countries this week i mean that's crazy to me i'm like who's this in brussels is it brussels what was oh, it belgium belgium yeah belgium is like two percent right now two like percent 30 40 listeners 50 50 listeners in Belgium. Thank you, Belgium. We love you. I know, right? I want to go to Belgium now. I know. <laughs> Once all this COVID shit's over, I'm going to Belgium first. I like why are people in Belgium listening to us, but they are. Apparently, they like us. I've never been there, so I don't Or care. maybe we're part of a, some stupid comedy act they're doing over That's there. That's true. They're like, look at these dipshits. Uh, <laughs> yeah, listen to this. <laughs> listen to these, <laughs> these guys don't know shit. Don't yeah. do <laughs> Probably. Who knows? But, uh, but no, we love you all. Like we, we do this for fun, but we also do this 
for people in the industry and we do have a bigger vision about helping people in this industry or people that are uninformed in the industry. Nope. It's going to be bigger than the podcast. That's all we can tell you right now. But this is our first step. step. But this is step one in it. Yes. So keep giving us support. Keep it, giving us love. Keep keep us motivated. And we'll try to give you good content. I think we'll have much better content in a month or so because our season's winding down. And, we'll and be, my brain can slow down. Just think about everything else that needs to happen in my world. To make us to make this bigger. Yeah. Yep. And I'll be traveling a little bit so I'll get re-inspired. Uh, then it'll be snowmobile season. And we'll have a lot of a lot of things to say about that. <laughs> and Bring it, up and the- this, this winter I'll be unfiltered. Ooh, Joey. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I have no filter in that season, but anymore. I used to. But Not anymore. This will be my sixth winter, and yeah, the unicorn's coming out this winter. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's funny. Unicorns have no filters. Nope. All Anyways, right, well. Love you all. Good seeing you, Tiny. And yeah. we'll do this again in a, in a week or so. Thanks for the love. Thanks for the love. Yes, yes. Tank forever. Yes. All right, we're out. Recorded at the world headquarters of the cook and bartender with Adam and Tiny. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Like, comment, follow, spread the word. We appreciate it. Cookandbartender at gmail.com. Cook and Bartender on Facebook or Cook Bartender at Instagram. Thank you.